It's a brand new year, so we're kicking things off with a special Patreon fund drive. For every $25 we raise in new Patreon subscriptions from now through February 5th, 2022, you'll unlock random bonus shows or perks based on the roll of our special D6 dice. If we get to $100 in new subscriptions by February 5th, you'll get a critical hit and unlock a special short story written and produced by myself. Sound good to you? Then we hope you'll head on over to patreon.com slash bndpod and subscribe right now for as low as $2 a month to get our treasure trove of exclusive shows and bonus content and perks, as well as help us reach our goal. See you there! One book closes, and another one opens. Welcome to the Book Nerd Diaries 2021 Year in Review. Hello, dear listeners, and we're so glad to be greeting you once more at the crest of a brand new year. So much promise lies before us in the months to come, but... Before we trek ahead into the second year of our podcast, we think it only right to look back on the year that was. Without further ado, folks, we are proud to present a little clip show we like to call the 2021 Year in Review. Enjoy! Trust is truly a delicate thing. Being largely optimistic creatures, We humans put our faith in each other every day in ways both big and small. We trust our families and friends to be there when we seek guidance or just an ear to listen. We trust absolute strangers in the internet with our most intimate thoughts when we post on social media. We trust IT specialists, electricians, plumbers, and other experts to know more than we do when things break down. Whether conscious or not, this trust is one of the most beautiful parts of being alive and something that binds all of us together as a species. But what do you do when that trust is broken? When someone you had put your absolute faith into proves to not be at all who you had thought they were? Or worse, if you don't know whether you can trust yourself or your own mind anymore? It's one of the most awful, unmooring feelings one can possibly experience, and makes trusting people a whole lot harder afterward. The book that I am thrilled to talk about today, Piranesi by Susanna Clarke, is a twisty, fantastical, psychological maze of a story that constantly has you wondering which way is up, and delights you even as you brace for the next twist in the book's proverbial roller coaster plot. It's more than worth the ticket price. If you look closely enough, you'll find that our world is full of ghosts. If you're a believer in the paranormal, we walk every day amongst the spirits of everyone who lived before us. On the more material level, Every part of the world we live in today is the product of the hard work of generations. There's also the ghosts that we live with in our own minds, as we wistfully think of all the people we might have been. The book that I'll be covering for you today, Away by Darcy Little Badger, is a fun, poignant exploration of ghosts of all kinds, and how, in some ways, all of us are haunted. For time immemorial, it could easily be said that people have always been fascinated by superheroes, from the earliest recorded mythology of gods and monsters to early masked vigilantes like Zorro and the Scarlet Pimpernel, 
to the technicolor pages of Marvel and DC Comics, and the countless movies and TV series that came from them, we've always told each other stories of people with the powers to do things beyond imagining for us mere mortals, and why wouldn't we? In a world that is endlessly heavy and confusing and full of pain, who wouldn't want to imagine that a reality exists where selfless, stalwart heroes like Spider-Man or Superman can swoop in out of nowhere to save the day and take at least some of that pain away? The thing that superhero stories don't tell you directly, though, is that all of us hold our own sort of powers, and that you don't need to be Captain America or Iron Man to change the world in your own way. You already have what it takes to be a hero, and in the end, all you have to do to start making a difference in the world is care. The wonderful book that I'm going to be talking about today, Supernova, which is the third and final installment of Marissa Meyer's Renegade series, features a world full of superheroes with incredible powers, but gives the superhero genre a completely unique spin that makes it absolutely wonderful read. In all of history, there has never been a more famous tale of woe than William Shakespeare's tragic play of Juliet and her Romeo. In Fair Verona, where he sets the scene, two starry-eyed young lovers are torn apart by their feuding families and, spoiler alert, ultimately lose their lives in the name of their love for each other. Though William Shakespeare first premiered Romeo and Juliet over 400 years ago, the title character's whirlwind epic romance is still part of the modern zeitgeist, serving as a benchmark for every romance portrayed in fiction ever since. It's been faithfully performed by high school theater students year in and year out for centuries, and retold in many unique forms throughout film and theater history, even serving as the basis for the arguably equally famous Broadway musical, West Side Story. As long as people study Shakespeare's words and seek to have their hearts tugged by the power of fictional romance, Romeo and Juliet will always be around in some form or another, the book that I'm thrilled to be talking about today, These Violent Delights, by Chloe Gong, carries on the noble tradition of this beloved story we all know, shakes it up like a bottle of soda, and lets it fly in brilliant and fresh new directions you never possibly could have seen coming. Of anything we experience throughout our lives, it can hardly be argued that none could be more simultaneously exciting and horrifyingly traumatic as the four years we dedicate to that institution known as high school. Juggling eight hours worth of classes five days a week, homework, studying, extracurricular activities, friendships, and family life, all as we're trying to start forming our ideas of who we exactly are supposed to be as people, make our teen years nothing less than a whirlwind of existence. During these years, life is full of ecstatic highs and pitfall lows, sometimes wrapped up in the same school day. I, for one, have no clue how many of us make it through this process at all, which is nothing less than an absolute wonder. Now, what if, on top of this typical stress and expectations of high school, you're also learning incredibly dangerous magic, and the school you're attending is full of horrifying monsters and power-hungry classmates who are actively trying to kill you? That, dearest listeners, is the world we find ourselves in the book we're excited to talk about with you today, A Deadly Education, by Naomi Novik. 
in a world where so much is the same day in and day out everybody loves to spice things up with a little mystery once in a while when sir arthur conan doyle killed off his iconic character sherlock holmes in the story his last bow the fans were so completely upset and outraged by the demise of their beloved fictional detective that the author was ultimately forced to bring his creation back from the dead much to his own chagrin agatha christie is deservedly the highest-grossing author of all time on the success of her sixty-six detective novels and fourteen short story collections according to the website agathachristie.com including her landmark classics and then there were none and murder on the orient express even today if you look at your tv guide or podcast app you'll probably find that true crime is arguably one of the most prevalent genres of media out there showing that people have always been fascinated in navigating the darkest most dangerous corridors of the human mind in our book today truly devious by maureen johnson one young true crime enthusiast gets far more than she had bargained for when she ends up in the very center of not one but two murder mysteries who doesn't love a good fairy tale anybody who follows this podcast sure knows that we do here on the book nerd diaries if you look back at our backlog we've covered a good share of fantasy novels on this show we've also read a ton of classic fairy tales like beauty and the beast and alice in wonderland on our patreon exclusive show Storytime. what is it about these stories though that captures the world's imagination so completely i personally think it's a mix of nostalgia and a very human hope that no matter how bad your circumstances are there's a happily ever after waiting for us all somewhere the thing about fairy tales though is that happily ever after always comes at a cost to get out of their dire situations or protect the ones they love our heroes must ask themselves how steep of a price they are willing to pay in the spellbinding book that we'll be talking about today the darkest part of the forest by holly black we are taken to a place where our world and the world of the fae exist side by side here everyone knows everyone and if people occasionally run afoul of the monsters and fair folk that dwell in the depths of the forest well they only have themselves to blame loss is an incredibly powerful thing isn't it we take for granted small everyday items like keys and remote controls but you never really realize how important these things are until you lose them and end up missing your favorite tv show or running late for work there are whole genres of storytelling that center upon a protagonist's fear of losing their mind people can lose faith in something that they had once believed in with all their hearts when someone you love leaves you they take a piece of themselves with you that can never truly be replaced the book that i'm excited to be talking about today labyrinth lost by zoreta cordova highlights all of these types of loss a long long time ago namely 1977 in theaters far and not so far away a little space adventure movie was released called star wars a passion project born from the mind of director george lucas it was unknown at the time how the film would fare but little did he or anyone else know 
that it was to become one of the biggest pop culture phenomena in history. Across movies, novels, video games, comic books, and hit spin-off TV series like The Mandalorian, there is probably not a single human being alive who is not familiar with Star Wars in some fashion. The names of iconic characters like Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and C-3PO are probably as familiar to some as their own families at this point. Every May the 4th, fans celebrate this beloved juggernaut and what has come to be known across the world as Star Wars Day. And so, it only seems right that we should join in the fun too. As such, we are thrilled to talk with you today about the wonderful Star Wars novel Bloodline by Claudia Gray. Do you believe in soulmates? They certainly seem like a wonderful concept at the very least. From a lifetime of consuming media of every type, it seems like deep down everyone wants to believe there is one person in the universe who understands them completely. This person would instinctively know your every need before you even say it, just as you would theirs. They would love many of the same things you do, yet have all the complementary personality traits we lack, being able to make up for all our own perceived failings. They truly see you with every single flaw and virtue of your being, and accept you completely without a single judgment. With the never-ending complexity of the human condition, who wouldn't want to have that one single person whom they can always turn to without fail in good times and bad? In our incredible book for today, Middle Game by Shannon McGuire, we explore the concept of soulmates in their absolute purest form and what it means to truly be one half of a whole. I think it's safe to say everyone has their demons. Even the best of us have thought and done things we're not proud of, and instantly wished we could take them back. People can't always entirely erase the sins they carry with them, but they can always turn that regret into a chance to grow and become something better than they were the day before. If anybody knows a thing or two about demons, it's King Nikolai, one of the protagonists of our book today, The Rule of Wolves by the one and only Lee Bardugo. In Nikolai's case, though, I'm afraid to say that the demons in question are far more literal. For as long as humanity has existed, we've been fascinated by the night sky. History is full of mythology and folklore across various cultures, telling the legends of how the moon and the stars came to be, and of the gods that rule them. For centuries, Scientists have looked in awe at the stars through their telescopes and contemplated our place in the universe. We even use astrology to analyze our own personalities and reference our horoscopes to tell us how our day is going to turn out. Though the stars and moon are light years away from our planet in terms of distance, they are a constant part of our lives and an eternal source of human wonder. In the absolutely lovely book that I am going to talk with you about today, Woven in Moonlight, by Isabel Ibanez, we meet a heroine with a very special ability, the power to create stunning tapestries with thread literally made of moonlight. In 2016, I was introduced to a little modern fantasy YA series called The Raven Cycle by Maggie Stivater. 
consisting of four books, this breathtakingly beautiful series chronicles the story of five teens in the sleepy town of Henrietta, Virginia, as they are united in an epic search for the lost tomb of legendary Welsh king Owen Glendower. Along the way, the friends unlock the magical secrets hidden in their beloved town, as well as within themselves. The Raven Cycle series, as a whole, is without a doubt one of the most stunningly written works of fiction I've ever read. Because of this, I even gave it a spot as the most recent honoree on our Patreon-exclusive series, the Book Nerd Hall of Fame. The book that I am thrilled to talk about with you today, Mr. Impossible, is the second installment in author Maggie Stiefvater's Dreamer Trilogy. Continuing the tale where the Raven Cycle ends, the Dreamer Trilogy focuses on the rough-edged rebel Ronan Lynch, as he learns to control his ability to pull people and things out of his dreams into the waking world. On top of this, he must also find a way to save himself and those who share his incredible power from those who wish to see them dead. What is it that sets human beings apart from every other living organism on planet Earth? We're not the only creatures that build houses or use tools or have families. Animals, plants, and even microscopic organisms like bacteria are all simply doing what they can with the resources they have to survive in this strange world. On the most basic level, then, couldn't they be seen as every bit as human as us? I'm not a biologist by any stretch of the imagination. I'm sure you're shocked. So, I can't even pretend to be any sort of authority on this matter. In my opinion, however, I think what makes humans so unique as a species is the ability to create arts. From the dawn of time, we've drawn our stories on cave walls or set them to music, so that future generations will know that we were here. Through all forms of art, we are able to share in the joy and pain of people we'll never even meet, or who never actually existed in the first place. What could be more achingly human than that? The title character of our book today, Clara and the Sun, by Kazuo Ishiguro, is decidedly not human. Clara is an AF, or artificial friend, an incredibly sophisticated humanoid robot designed to help its owners with household chores. Robotic is a term often used to describe something that is not human, but in Clara's deep love for humanity and her eternal optimism for a brighter future, she is every bit as human as you or I. Till death do us part. These are probably the most definitive words that a couple will ever possibly say to each other, and they hold more weight than just about any other part of the traditional Western marriage ceremony. It's where two people hold hands, look directly into each other's eyes, and promise each other the rest of their lives. Even if the couple eventually divorces, or if one tragically passes away, the time they spent together can never truly be erased. You really can't make that serious of a commitment to someone, after all, without it changing you in some way or another. Even when they are no longer in each other's lives, they still leave behind small marks on each other's souls that last long afterwards, for better and for worse. 
certain songs that they may have listened to together, the inside jokes that they may have had, and the memories that they made together, even the friends that they shared, never really go away, even if the relationship doesn't exist anymore as it once did. Our book today, The Gothic Classic Rebecca, by Daphne du Maurier, is essentially an intricately told ghost story, without the presence of any actual ghosts at all. Instead of the typical poltergeists and shadow figures, Rebecca is rather about the figurative ghost of a marriage, as we follow one young woman's struggle to escape the shadow of her widower husband's late first wife. When dealing with the paranormal, one would typically call a priest or a medium of some kind to help. But, as our heroine soon finds out, memories are a far harder thing to banish. All the way back in episode 5 of this very podcast, we were thrilled to talk with you about the third installment of the Adventure Zone graphic novel series, Pedals to the Metal an adaptation of the mega-hit actual play podcast by the McElroys. It has been an absolute joy to revisit arguably one of my favorite works of media ever created in a brand new format. Naturally, then, it is only right to return to this beloved world again with the recent release of Book 4, The Crystal Kingdom. With literally billions of human beings living on the planet right now, it's pretty easy to feel small in the grander scheme of things. No matter what we do, it seems, there are always going to be people who are more successful, more attractive, more talented, and just plain better than we are, it seems. So, what's even the point of trying in the first place? That cycle of despair can be pretty hard to get out of sometimes, and heaven knows I've been there a time or two myself. But it's important to remember that this negative voice in your head is ultimately lying to you. Every single person does matter, no matter how small they feel, and every voice counts, even if only a few people hear it. Our wonderful book today, Victoria Abbeyard's Red Queen, is ultimately a story of underdogs. Our protagonist, who I believe her name is pronounced Mari, but don't hold me to it, comes from what can be seen as the lowest tier of a deeply rigged society, but through her own power, she ends up rising far above her station to be at the very center of a battle for her nation's very soul. What ensues is a story of love, espionage, and courage in the face of horrible tragedy. Life has a way of flying by before you even know it. Never has this seemed more true than in these, our modern, ever-so-productive times. With many people often working double shifts or multiple jobs just to make ends meet, along with taking care of their families, it seems like there's hardly any chance to breathe let alone process the endless passage of time. The popular advice often given when dealing with the constantly hectic schedule is to take time to stop and smell the roses and simply enjoy the moment you're in. For the characters in our book today, 
Rosehead, Pegasinia Anski, stopping to smell the roses is a far less pleasant prospect. Every single town has its legends, those stories that the locals tell each other in hushed voices after the sun goes down, gaining a life all its own as it is passed down lovingly from generation to generation. Maybe there's a particular patch of forest that only the bravest dare venture into at night, for fear of finding out what exactly is behind the glowing eyes that hapless hikers swear they've seen staring back at them from between the trees. Or maybe there's a deserted old house on the edge of town, where the former residents who died there are thought to have never truly left. For the skeptic, these tales are merely just a harmless bit of fun to add some much-needed color to the repetition of small-town life. I mean, who doesn't love a well-spun yarn or two, right? If you're willing to believe, however, they're really not stories at all, but instead concrete proof that our world is so much bigger and stranger than we could ever truly imagine. In our book for today, The Spine Chilling, Rules for Vanishing, by Kate Alice Marshall, our characters venture out into the unknown to find a missing girl who had been in pursuit of their own town's local legend. The deeper they are drawn into the mystery, however, the more they find just how far in over their heads they are, just what are they willing to do in the name of saving one of their own, and what will the consequences be for meddling in what they don't understand. Do I contradict myself? Very well, then. I contradict myself. I am large. I contain multitudes. As this quote by celebrated poet Walt Whitman so perfectly states, to be human is to be complicated. Within all of us lies the infinite potential for both incredible good and unspeakable evil, and in the end it's up to us to decide which path we follow. In our book for today, the immortal classic, The Curious Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde by Robert Louis Stevenson, one man tries to solve the riddle of the human condition forever through the power of science. By completely removing the darker aspects of a person's personality, he hopes to allow himself and all people freedom to live their life with a completely clear conscience. From these good intentions, though, comes a great deal of tragedy. One of my earliest book-related memories is receiving an illustrated edition of Hans Christian Andersen's world-famous fairy tale, The Snow Queen for Christmas. Now, I don't exactly know what happened to that book, unfortunately, though I can probably guess that it ended up in the same severe state of disrepair as everything else I used a lot when I was a kid. Though that particular book is no longer around, the, literally, chilling tale has never really left my mind. Our incredible book for today, Splinters of Scarlet, by Emily Bain Murphy, borrows elements and inspiration from that immortal story while giving it a gripping historical fantasy twist. Beyond that pure magic, however, this book is a biting study of what lengths people will go to to protect those they love, and how far those in power are willing to go to keep their station in life.
I lived through some pretty intense winter weather in my lifetime, but it can be said that sometimes nothing can be colder than the human heart. If you're listening to this podcast right now, I'd imagine that you, like me, are a fan of reading. Since long before the rise of the internet, books have served humanity as a vehicle by which we share stories and precious knowledge with each other in a way that transcends time and space. Even now, with the entire world at our very fingertips, there's nothing quite like holding a book in your hands and taking in the words carefully printed on the delicate paper pages. The main character of our book today, A Winter's Promise by Christelle Davos, appreciates the power of reading more than most. As a dedicated seeker of knowledge, she treasures books more than gold, and most likely prefers their company to people more often than not. What makes her special, however, is that reading is far more than just an activity for her. It's a special power she and her family possess to know the entire story of an object just by touching it. Having such an ability seems incredible, but if you look a little deeper, you'll find that some gifts aren't all they're cracked up to be. As you can probably gather from all the different types of fantasy books that have been covered on this show so far, I have a very special place in my heart for Dungeons & Dragons content. For decades, D&D has been snubbed as merely a nerd game, or even feared in the wake of the satanic panic that took hold of the U.S. in the 1980s and 90s. In recent years, however, I'm very glad to see that the tides have turned for the better. An entire slew of amazing actual play shows like Critical Role, The Adventure Zone, Dimension 20, and Join the Party, just to name a few, have brought this previously stigmatized game to the forefront of pop culture and used it to completely revolutionize the way stories are told. Instead of movies or books, where the entire plot is set in stone beforehand, D&D provides an element of improvisation where the player's choices and the rolls of their dice can suddenly take the story in directions nobody could have seen coming. On top of this, each D&D campaign is a completely personal experience. The world, the characters, and the plot are all built specifically for and by the people playing it, making no two adventures the same. Because of this high level of intimacy, actual play shows, like the ones I previously mentioned, almost tell two stories at the same time, that of a fictional party of adventurers setting off together to save the world from destruction, and that of the players themselves who bring them to life, and the friendships they build as they tell a story together. Our stunning book for today, The Eye of the World by Robert Jordan, is a grand, sweeping epic, on par with the very best Dungeons & Dragons campaigns. On these pages, you'll find danger, romance, and a never-ending battle between the forces of good and evil. From almost the beginning of time, humans have been a little weary of new technologies. Whether it's the wheel, the printing press, or a smartphone, people are constantly coming up with incredible new ways to get things done. With each of these new inventions that come along, however, comes the inevitable dilemma. What do you do with it? 
Some people fear that embracing the new means forgetting everything that came before. For others, change means progress and the ability to move humanity forward. If you look at the genre of science fiction in particular, it's easy to see the mixture of optimism and pessimism, which society has always met new technology, and the eternal question we've always asked ourselves through our stories. Will the machines we create one day render humanity obsolete? The beautiful book that we'll be talking about today, A Psalm for the Wild Built, by Becky Chambers, envisions an almost utopian world where humans and technology find a way to live in harmony with each other. With that all, we have finally made it to the end of our little retrospective. We're so glad you've joined us on this walk through memory lane, and we can't wait to make even more memories in 2022. Before we go, however, we'd like to extend some very special thank yous. Firstly, thank you so much to Julie and Katie, aka one of the very best sisters a podcaster could ever ask for, for being our incredible subscribers at patreon.com slash bndpod since day one. Our small independent operation runs on generosity like theirs, so if you'd like to get monthly bonus shows and extras and help us keep the lights on, please come join them. Secondly, thank you so much to everyone who has helped spread the word about our show by reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, sharing our episodes on social media, or telling the book lovers in their lives about us. Every little bit helps more than you know. Next week, Friday, January 14th, we'll be dropping a brand new episode of our bonus show, Storytime, just for our dear $5 and up Patreon subscribers. And we'll see you right back here in two weeks for another edition of the Book Nerd Diaries. Catch you then! The Book Nerd Diaries is written, edited, researched, and hosted by me, Amber Wilton. Thank you so much to the wonderful Astro Crack from Pixabay for the use of our theme song, The Grand Entrance, and Sincerely Media on Unsplash via Anchor for our cover art. If you would like to connect with us online, please follow us on Instagram or Twitter at VNDPod, on Facebook at Book Nerd Diaries, or via our website at vndpod.wordpress.com. All the links you need are in our show notes, so come say hi! If you have any comments, questions, or ideas for future episodes to send my way, please feel free to drop us an email anytime at bndpod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time all, please be good to yourselves, because the world needs you. And don't forget to support your local library. <laughs>